Hey, Split Sixers, it's Stacey Hissong, podcast host of Seriously, Let's Be Fucking Honest. Have you started listening yet? You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and all those other apps where you can get podcasts as well. I talk about life, business, mindset, kind of all the things, and I would be so excited to have you jump on over and check it out. Again, it's Seriously, Let's Be Fucking Honest. You can check it out on anywhere that you get podcasts as well as come hang out with me on Facebook at Seriously, Let's Be Fucking Honest and Instagram at Seriously, L-B-F-H. Can't wait to see you there. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagell, and I'm here joined by uh, one of the beers on the six-pack Mount Rushmore of uh, the Split Six Podcast. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Ling is back. Welcome. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How's it going, man? It's been oh, a it's minute. Good. It's good. Yeah, the last time I saw you was the last time I was on here. <laughs> That's true, which was... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks ago, because there was two beers that are two weeks that I did not have the podcast in between you. All right. So yeah, nine weeks. It's that's uh, that. Puts... That seems too long. That's way too long. Well, I mean, yours was a glass up there. We're looking at the beer wall, and there is six, well, get... seven, seven in between plus two. We didn't have so nine weeks ago. I guess that's math. So I would have put us in like what August or late July. Oh, you know what? That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, it was um, it was right before I went out to like San Fran. Uh, so yeah, how was San Francisco? Oh, it was great. I loved it. Um, it's very like touristy. Yeah, uh, it's very unique too. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go, uh, I would recommend it. It's a lot of fun, a lot of cool sites. I mean, I definitely I want to go everywhere. Yeah. I'm unfortunately stuck between going to three different cities for the people that I want to visit are always in those three cities. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Sean in Colorado. Yep, going there in uh, two weeks. That's like any excuse to go to Colorado is a good excuse. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, two, two weeks we're going to... Colorado and we're going like to a uh, a cabin trip up in the mountains. Oh I don't know god. what it's going to entail, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot of Oh my god, dude, that sounds so <laughs> awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> There's like like I'm going with Jeremy and Olivia and uh Lindsay and Christina and then Sean and Brad are going and then I think his roommates might be going too, so it's going to be like a drunken fiasco, but you know, that's what I like. <laughs> you got like an Airbnb? Yep. Nice. Fucking sick ass one too. We're gonna have hot tub outside, which I'm assuming it might be snowing up there in the mountains by then. Yeah, it normally starts snowing uh, by the end of October. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, all right, Jordan. Well, I would ask what we're drinking, but uh, you're on the podcast, so any uh, split sixers, split six packers, are gonna um, uh, know what it is. But why don't you go ahead and tell everybody? So uh, this week we are drinking kombucha, homemade kombucha wine. What is the ABV for this one? Do you know? No idea. Actually, this is like probably the first time I'm actually sampling this batch. So this could get dangerous, everybody. Yes. <laughs> well, let's pop one of these bottles, Jordan, if you don't mind doing the honor. Oh. Absolutely. Also, I'm going to be running out of cups if you keep coming on this podcast, so you better start um, uh, 
making some labels for empty beer bottles like you promised me uh, many, many months ago. Uh, funny that you mentioned that because I am in the works of coming up with a business to actually market this stuff. So I will have to come up with like logos. Like for your own kombucha wine? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't sell it as wine. You have to get like a uh, liquor license to be able to sell alcohol. I would just sell it as kombucha, which it tastes way better when it's just kombucha. But uh-huh. I like getting drunk. So, <laughs> Agreed. So, and I'm cheap. Hey, is that legally? Are you allowed to do that? What sell kombucha? Even though it has an, an, a it, high alcohol like, content. Um. Well, the kombucha wine, I would need a license. The normal kombucha, no. I have to do an extra step in the process to make it wine. Oh, but like you can still sell kombucha. Yeah. Like, I, is this kombucha wine or just kombucha? This is kombucha wine. Oh. Okay, so I, I put a wine yeast into it. Sorry, Beer number one. Sport. That uh, that ad at the beginning of the podcast made the intro shorter, so because <laughs> I didn't want to fuck with the time. Hey, no worries. Um, but um, uh, okay. So you just you so you're talking about just selling like straight up kombucha. Yeah. Well, let's give this a taste. Oh yeah. So this is my apple cider. I can taste it. It's got uh, apple cider hints mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, alcohol. Yeah. Cinnamony. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of kombucha Yep. Yep. You know, I know, I'm not the biggest fan of kombucha, but I will always drink it whenever you're around here. <laughs> I am honored, Nick. Thank you so much. It's, and it's good for your uh, your gut biome, so. Well, good. I you're probably need that. that. <laughs> I don't know if White Claws are, but. <laughs> probably not. I mean, it's water and alcohol. Which is you, essentially what kombucha hydrated? is. Could you just drink White Claws and stay hydrated with that? Um, I think so. Uh, a friend of mine was telling me that, like, because he drinks a lot of White Claws, that he sometimes wakes up in the middle of night and doesn't have any water by his bed, so he just has an empty White Claw. and he just, <laughs> Or not empty, like a half-drink White Claw, and he'll just drink it and like, hydrate himself. Signs you're an alcoholic. <clears throat> yes, aren't we all? Uh, that's kind of what we were raised to be. <laughs> Uh, oh, you have to be. I, I apologize for my hoarse voice. I am a little under the weather, so I hope you don't get sick. But you know. Oh I, no, I drink enough of this kombucha. I know, don't get sick. Yeah, you know, I I was trying to slow down in my drinking. Um, right before I got sick, got sick. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I know the secret. Continue drinking. <laughs> uh, kombucha. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right, let's talk about sports, Jordan. You had a lot you wanted to talk about for this segment. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So sports, you know, it's with like activity and <laughs> athleticism and there's a ball involved. Dude, I could go on for hours, but I'll, I'll let you continue. I don't want to hog up the mic here. So the Lions just lost to the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. That is their third loss in a row. They are 2-3-1 and one, and probably out of the divisional race have a very slim shot to make the wild card, and they traded one of their team captains uh, yesterday. Quandre Diggs was traded to the Seattle Seahawks for a fifth-round pick in exchange for Quandre Diggs and a seventh-round pick, um, which is baffling all of us fans and everyone in the media because Quandre Diggs, we just signed him to like a multi-year extension last year under this regime that we have going on in Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, but we traded him away for what amounts to... A shot in the dark for a player that is not going to be that good because he's in the fifth round. 
Um, yeah, don't really know what what the Lions are doing. Don't really care. I've I've pretty much had my my hopes uh, squashed over the years, and this is just like the start of the end uh, for me giving a shit about football. The season's pretty much over. Yeah, we have to win like to make the playoffs. We were gonna have to win probably eight more games, um, which would put us at eight three and one, which would mean we'd have only we can only lose three games, and you know we still gotta play the Bears twice, the Vikings and the Packers again, along with some other teams. You know, which I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know why this always happens to me. I always think the best alliance, and they always do the worst. Well, it's um, it's entertaining. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've This is the least I've watched Lions over the years because I've just been so busy doing random shit on the weekends. So, yeah, I, honestly, I'm at the point where I don't really care anymore. So let the Lions do what they're going to do. All of, the, all of our Detroit sports teams suck. So... I don't know. How am I supposed to be a fan of sports right now when the teams I love are garbage? Move out of state, I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, coming to you, I don't know. Where, where, where should I move? Chicago, Denver. That's, that's pretty much the only options for me that I, <laughs> that I want to move to. Uh, Denver. Yeah, but the Broncos suck. I guess the Avalanche are good, but I'm never going to root for the Avalanche. Rockies suck. Um uh, what the fuck's the other? Oh, the Nuggets. Nuggets are good. I guess I could be a Nuggets fan. I could see myself doing that. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, would you actually move out to Denver? I would consider it. Yeah. yeah. Specifically Denver, not anywhere else in Colorado? I mean, it would be somewhere close enough where I would be with uh, my boy Sean. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sean's from Denver. Yeah. So. I'm not going to move somewhere on my own unless I have like some kind of a career opportunity. Which, for me, is not in many places besides L.A. And uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. (laughs) But, you know, regardless, um, uh, other big news in the NFL. There's been a report from Adam Schefter that Tom Brady might be looking to go somewhere somewhere else next year instead of the Patriots. He's in the last year of his deal. His house is up for sale. His, like, personal trainer, which, like, he's, like, dead attached to, his house is up for sale too. He was just asked about it on like a, a local radio station. And he didn't deny that he was playing. He's just said like, basically, I don't know what the future holds. So that's a lot of evidence. Yeah. To, to insinuate that he is leaving. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the Patriots are the best team in the NFL right now. They're probably going to win the Super Bowl. I can't really see many. I can see like maybe two teams beating them and like it's the chiefs and, um, I don't know, maybe the the Ravens. I don't know. I don't know. That's like questionable. The Chiefs are the only team that has like a serious contender with them, but yeah, I don't see the Chiefs beating them. I don't see any team beating them because they're the Patriots and they win every year. So maybe Tom Brady maybe you know, honestly, maybe the Patriots have told Tom Brady that they're not going to resign him because they need to start getting younger because Tom Brady is like forty two years old, which is like one of the like oldest limits for players in the NFL, not let alone quarterbacks. And well, it seems like he's going to retire. He could retire. That could be a possibility too. I think that's much more likely. But he also said he was going to play until he was fifty. Um, also, like you know, I don't know. He could cement his legacy. Like, say he goes to somewhere like the Chicago Bears, 
where they already have this whole team in place, but their quarterback sucks. Like, that's a Super Bowl-caliber team with Tom Brady. That's a team that is going to be projected to win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, even more than the Patriots are right now. Um, you know, there's many, there's many places he would go. They, he could make – it's going to be hard because he's going to have, a, like, a, like a $30 million – you're passing up on $30 million if you don't play again when you can. Even if you suck, it doesn't even matter. Just get that paycheck and then, then retire. This might be a stupid question. Okay. Do you think he would ever go to the Lions? Yes, because we are built upon the Patriots stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I mean, it would take us trading Stafford, which would probably happen in the next two weeks. or next. Actually, I think the trade deadline is next Tuesday, so it would happen quickly. We'd have to trade Stafford or in the offseason, I guess. But um, I could see that happening, uh, but I don't. I don't really see how that's – I don't know. Maybe maybe Tom Brady wants to just take Detroit to um, further glory. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tom Brady would cement himself as the greatest athlete, even more so than he already is. I mean, he did go to Michigan. And if he brings the Lions to a Super Bowl, hell, even a playoff a win. A playoff win, yeah. A playoff home game. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's a story. That would be quite the story. I love attaching myself to like narratives behind sports. Yeah. Root for radio, yeah. you know. <laughs> Root for podcasts. <laughs> but I don't know. Like that's those are the biggest stories. Um oh, Emmanuel Sanders was traded to the 49ers from the Broncos. Good trade for probably both teams because the Broncos aren't going anywhere this year and Emmanuel Sanders is like I think a really underrated receiver in the league and uh San Francisco does not have any receivers, and they are, like, undefeated. So, you know, cheers to them. Cheers. <laughs> so, um, have you talked about um, that NBA in China at all on the podcast? Talked a little bit about it, but um, if you want to share your thoughts, let's hear them. Uh, so, I think it's kind of kind of scary, like, how much the NBA is, like, forcing people to, like, not talk about it. Right. Yeah. No. That I think it's fucking stupid as fuck because NBA is supposed to be like the wokest league in in all of all major sports. Yeah. And then when like ten percent of their income is at stake, then they completely do a one eighty. Yeah. Why don't you just say that? That's why. Like I mean, all the sports, like say like, oh yeah, we don't want to do this because we're losing money. We don't really care about this shit because you don't care about that shit. Especially when LeBron James comes yeah. out and says like the shit he said about uh, that they're uneducated. Yeah. Like, Dude, fuck that. I used to, I love LeBron James. I think he's a great person. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. I mean, he's being driven by uh, like money. I mean, how much more money does he need? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's stupid. Like I mean, I know LeBron is like. I mean, I still think LeBron is good for like everything he's done. Like I don't want to take discredit anything he's done here. Like starting that school in Ohio that like yeah. give all these people like free tuition or whatnot and it sucks to see him in such a negative light yeah i mean he's always been a negative light in his career because of his on the court actions like in terms of how he left teams and joins and started this super team thing yeah but you know you always could fall back on him being a social justice warrior but then like i mean i just listened to a podcast uh uh, this american life they just did a podcast like about what's going on in hong kong yeah I, i listened to that yeah and like I don't really know how you can't really stand with those people, <laughs> especially with everything else that's going on with China. Like when Vince was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we talked a lot about what China was doing, like in terms of their whole culture and their whole 
communist regime. Um, and you know, not even that it's communism, it's just like f- their fucking regime is fucked. Like <laughs> putting the Uyghurs in like internment camps or whatever. And <laughs> this facial recognition technology and the social justice uh, scoring that they're starting. Yeah, it's just like Black Mirror. It's fucking, yeah, like Nose Dive. Exactly. Nose like Dive, nose that's dive. the name of it. <laughs> yeah, well, bla- it's a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always forget the name. I always think it's like called Falling Down or Spiral or something like that. Right. Nose Dive. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all fucked. Um, NBA does start tonight for the Pistons. Um, they're playing uh, the Pacers, I think. But Blake Griffin's out for five weeks or something. I don't know. All Detroit sports are dark. I don't even care. I don't even want to talk about sports on this podcast anymore. That's why I was really hoping your hold-up segment was going to be for the sports. But you were saying you're one of the first people that might not do one. Hold up. Oh, there we go. Hold up. Yes, uh, we are holding up. All right. Nick, let's, uh, let's segue over here. Okay. Let's talk about camping. All right. Let's talk about camping. Let's talk about camping. I uh, am not the most uh, traverse camper, but I can relate to my Bonnaroo experience. That's why I wanted to talk about it. All right. So when was the last time you went camping, if ever? Bonnaroo? Does that count? Um, It's festival. Can't. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say it counts. And, and before that... um, it, It's very different, but... Yeah. Before, well, before that was when I would go with Croc to his family uh, traditional Labor Day uh, gathering, but they also like build like running showers and flushing toilets there. Okay, like they they're just like so glamping. Yeah, I guess. What is it? Wait, what does that mean? Glamping? It's like glamorous camping. Yeah, they're like everyone's got their own definition for it. It's like super like out in the middle of nowhere, but they're just like really good with like hoses and and, and plumbing and shit. Yeah, did you sleep in tents? Yeah. Well, that's not bad. Uh, did you have an air mattress, or did you sleep on like a rollout rollout mat straight on the floor? Uh, I slept like I think on a air mattress one night and on the floor one night. So I would depending yeah, on how drunk I was. That's pretty like moderate camping. That's like if you were to go to a KOA or a Jellystone, Ooh. you get that level. But I want to take you on a real camping trip. Okay. Uh, it's a little cold, so it might be a little too intense. Uh, it drops down to like 30 degrees in Michigan most places around this time. I mean, I can handle that. I just get, get bundled up. So I wanted, to, I wanted to do it right. We should do a backpacking trip. I went on my first backpacking trip this summer. Oh, where'd you go? Uh, North Manitou. It's, um, it's, you, know, you know the Sleeping Bear Dunes? Yes. Right? You're from Michigan, obviously, you know. I, yeah. yeah. I think I went there the only time with you possibly when we were children that sounds that sounds familiar i i know i did go with vincent nino and i'm pretty sure you and your uh maybe they, uh, i went there with vincent nino and i'm pretty sure you were there you know i don't know <laughs> i don't yeah i guess i guess that we we could have uh but like the you know how there's like two islands off the the shore you know like the legend of the sleeping bear uh i don't uh, okay there's like a mama bear and her two cubs <laughs> hated Wisconsin <laughs> and wanted to swim across the Great Lakes. The mom made it across and then just sat there and waited for her cubs. They never showed up. She fell asleep. Sand covered her. That's where the dunes come from. And then there's two islands about uh, three miles uh-huh. off the the, uh, the coast of the, the of the dunes. 
And yeah. those two islands represent the two baby bears that drowned and never made it. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> so I say at the north one, the north baby bear. The north dead bear. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, that was probably the best camping trip I've ever been on. Yeah. All right, so what did, what would be uh, your difference between glam glamping and normal camping? Um, if you don't shit in a hole, it's okay. it's it's uh it's glamping. All right. Well, I've never shat in a hole. <laughs> Running water, I would say. Like we had to like filter filter our water. Uh, you we just had to get carry it from, like the river or the lake. Yep. Just uh, get a, like a little water pump and then just pour it into your camelback. Okay. Into your bladder and just do that in the morning. Just survive off that. I got you. I mean, the water's... We, we stayed on the shoreline most of the time. So, like, straight up roughing it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, it sounds terrible. I'm, uh, I'd be down to do it because I'm down for pretty much anything. Yeah. I got an uh, extra backpack, too. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Like so, a, you'd have to carry everything on your back. What's the difference? Like, like a normal backpack won't work? A normal backpack... If you are extremely rugged, it could work. <laughs> I carried about like 50 pounds of gear on me. Oh god, you know I got bad hips. <laughs> I'll carry okay, I'll carry 60 pounds for you. And then you <laughs> you just have to carry Oh no, I'm not a bitch. I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. Um uh how long are these trips? Um I normally go for a weekend. I don't do more than like 4 days. Oh, I can handle that. Yeah. For sure. I mean like for backpacking it would probably just be like My question two is nights. um where do we get and how do we store the alcohol? Oh, flask. We're going to have to just bring straight liquor then. Can't yeah. Can't, yeah. Af- can't afford to bring beer. Oh no. With what no. we need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beer is more of a, a glamping luxury. Yeah, this is a uh, this is the alcoholic in me saying like, okay, how am I going to carry two cases of beer per night? You could bring a cooler, but you have to like just carry it. Yeah, I bring a hoverboard or like a, 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 a like a rugged Segway or something. <laughs> I think you can bring like a. One How'd you get to the uh, the island? Oh, you you take a ferry. Okay, well yeah. that's kind of glamping. Yeah, because we didn't swim there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bitch. I admit it. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be nice to go with like a giant group, though the alcohol will be very sparse then. For backpacking, giant groups don't work so well. But like, if you how like, many people would you say would you say go on these? Uh, for backpacking, I would say ideal group is between like uh, between three and five. But if we we don't have to do backpacking, we could just get a campsite. I go I I go up to a spot right around Mackinac called Wilderness State Park. Hmm. I even uh, there's an area at the state park where it's like a cul-de-sac. There's four secluded sites that are away from everything else, and they're they're not too far from the next site, maybe like thirty, forty feet. But you're surrounded by trees, and it's like your own area. Yeah, I get all four sites, and I've had groups as large as twenty for that. Well, why don't we do um, a uh, childhood boys trip? Oh yeah, with uh, me you. My brothers, Nino and Vince, and, and then like, my sisters. Well, I mean, like if you want to bring your, I thought, I thought, I thought. Oh, yes, that would have been sick with us anyway. So yeah, let's just make it eight. Yeah, yeah. Nino has gone on this uh, trip up to that specific campsite twice with me now. All right, dude. Let's let's get it. Childhood childhood reunion. Let's, oh, for uh, sure. Let's do this. Yeah, and then you think your sister would be down? I know, I know, my brothers would be down, and I know, I'm pretty positive Nino and Vince would be down. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, Vince has not accepted my invite to go up there. 
Uh, I've been going there for like three years now. Oh, this is a thing you already you already do. Yeah, yeah. I've gone six times in three years. So when is it? Uh, I normally plan it around uh, new moons because it's the best stargazing spot in the entire state, and it it's up there in the one of the best spots in the country. Oh, okay. It's you're right by the lake. Uh, you zero light pollution. Uh, there's even an observatory. Oh, uh, nice. Like a dark sky park. Have you ever heard of a dark park? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like an observatory. If it's open, you can actually go and look through the telescope. Haven't done that. It'd be interested in doing <laughs> that. Uh, but it's just amazing. Mind-blowing. Best stars I've ever seen. If you go on a new moon, it's clear out. Nice. Um. Uh, yeah, that would be dope if we could somehow pull that off. We should go in like March. Yeah. Um. The... As long as it's not St. Patrick's Day. March might be a little chilly. Well, I thought you said it was going to get down to 30 anyway. Well, this time of year. This time oh. of year. I mean, if, if we went uh, week, like sometime in early May, even late April, it's not busy at all. Like no one really goes camping until like summer hits, which baffles me. Summer's the worst time to go camping. I'd rather go camping in January. I highly disagree with you, but. The bugs and the people. It's just they're both okay. The bo- people they're I both can get. The bugs, <laughs> I, bugs don't bugs don't bother me. Well, until you get Tripoli. Well, I, mosquitoes don't bite me. <laughs> really? I like have I have not been bit by a mosquito this year. I you don't got poison know. ivy somehow. Well, yeah. Well, I have a dog that runs around in my poison ivy fields all the time. I get poison ivy every year. It's, tr- it's a tradition, and that has nothing to do with bugs. <laughs> bugs don't bite me because I think I have the an undesirable blood type, and also. I think they don't smell me as much because I don't eat meat. That could be it. That could be it. I, I normally eat like a clove of garlic and that keeps them off. Like when I went to Bonnaroo, which is like glamping, mm-hmm. but like, you know, you can't even build a fire. So I don't know. It's somewhere between glamping and camping. Yeah. And you don't have to go and like use their running water. But, you know, I did obviously. Um, but uh, I didn't get bit once and I didn't even sleep in a tent. I just slept on a couch that we brought outside every night. Oh, for real? I didn't get bit once. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if you can call that camping, but it is something. It is it's something. something. You got to come to Bonnaroo next year with me. I am down. Okay, I've never cool. gone to a festival. I've always Dude, wanted to. It was I've, my first time. Yeah, I've I've planned on going to Electric Forest a number of times, mm-hmm. and then just like something like falls through, something comes up, falls right on that weekend, and I have so many friends who go there every year, and I always like tell them, "Yeah, I'm going to go this year," and I <laughs> I just don't. So Bonnaroo would be like well, we're gonna awesome, buy our tickets more welcome in like late December. So, um, how much are tickets? Like five hundred something like, like that. Like three fifty I paid last year. So it's which is cheap. insane because it's five days in like so many different shows and like it's like so cheap. Yeah, that's like like, I paid two hundred for Post Malone tickets that I just went to see Post Malone like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I got closer than when I paid for my seats, like substantially closer. And it's just three fifty for, and I also got to sell, see Childs Gambino, the Lumineers, fucking the Yvette Brothers, and then like countless other artists, and just had a fucking blast the whole time. And it's all about love. It's so great. Three fifty is such a fucking steal, though. Yeah, dude. Like so I'm saying, we're gonna buy them, and I, I now I know it. I know how to. I know how to do everything. I'm trying to get up. I'm trying to get like twenty people to go, and I'm so far. I'm, I'm when, getting when close. When would Bon Ruby? That like would be mid mid June. Mid June. Like it's it's usually it was it's usually uh well this year it was the weekend the week 
because it's five day thing mm-hmm. instead of a weekend thing like Electric Forest, but it was like the weekend before Electric Forest. Damn, can you imagine going to Bonnaroo and then Electric Forest the next week? Oh yeah, I thought about it because I was like, I really like love this. It's my first festival and it was amazing. You'd be so burnt out. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I was I was super burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, but it was fucking amazing. So yeah, I'm down for this camping trip. Yeah. Uh, what else what else about camping? Like how do you what do you eat? Um, you had to build. Well, are you allowed to build fires on like these on this island? North Manitou, no, because it's extremely dry. It's high risk uh, for fires. We yeah. even, there was a big grass fire that broke out while we were there. Oh, okay. Uh, I think they had to. Wait, call. when did you go? Um, I went August twenty third. Oh, okay. So it was really dry. Yeah, I mean it's it's dry year round. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, even though it's an island. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got dunes around. It's just like. Um, you know, it's just like sleeping bear. Interesting. Uh, there's a lot of dirt when you get more inland. So what do you eat? Do you eat, um, do you eat uh, vegan when you're up there then? Because you have to cook your meat, right? Uh, yeah, you can bring meat, but you know, it can spoil. Uh, vegan, if you have like rice, you can like bring a little stove you can cook on. Yeah. Um, uh, MREs, meals ready to eat. Those are great. Oh, uh, Nino gave me some of those for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, tried one of them. The military MREs suck. <laughs> They're so they they don't compare. There's um there's actually like uh brand branded ones. Yeah. Where uh you, it's like you can get like uh, pad thai and, and yeah. you just add hot water and they're super light and they they taste pretty good. But I like to be creative with my meals and actually campfire cooking and just camping cooking in general. It's kind of like a hobby of mine. I was gonna start an Instagram. Okay. You should. Yeah, you can uh, make some pretty pretty amazing stuff. Uh, a lot of people who think camp camping food sucks, just you know they don't know how to cook and they don't know how to use their tools. Right. So <laughs> like cast iron, I have a, a Dutch oven. You can make a lot of good stews with that. Mm. Uh, hobo dinners are amazing. They're super easy. Just throw a bunch of meat and vegetables, or just vegetables in your case. Yeah, and just throw them in tin foil, put it on some coals, and cook it up. It well, takes about well, like thirty minutes. My question is, if you can't have a fire, what are you going to eat? Oh, well, you can have these little stoves. Um, oh, like little like like little propane stoves. You just like sounds like glamping to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't start my own fire. They were they're so convenient. I couldn't pass it up. It just boiled water. I could make coffee within like <laughs> ten minutes. See, going uh, to Bonnaroo with uh, my friend Joe, who like is a vegan and has been for a long time like like one of the reasons i went mostly vegan since then um like he brought everything that he needed um or that for everyone before then like we pre-cooked quinoa Mm -hmm. um and he he makes these like fucking wraps with just like a bunch of vegetables oh yeah wraps are like crucial tortillas and then whatever you throw in there you didn't even use tortillas man you just use fucking lettuce or whatever like some kind of lettuce okay and it was just fucking bomb like all you need is frank's red hot and it takes like fucking amazing yeah and gives you and it's like good for you so it gives you all this energy and you don't need that much you know like i can fucking i can hook this camping shit up just let me be in charge of the food sure you guys take care of everything else dude we meal prep is like it's yeah. crucial to having a good drunken time camping hell yeah <laughs> you, i hate like getting everything together when you only have like a picnic table and a cooler but that's a problem too like how do you carry all this shit on our backs uh you'd find a way i mean 
I was able to put enough food for like uh, I went with my girlfriend Brooke. Yeah. And shout we, out to Brooke. Yeah. What's up, babe? What's up, babe? And <laughs> uh, I had enough for me and her, and then some. I went with two other friends. Yeah. So I didn't have all of the food, but you know, spread out. You know, it's it, it's not that that much. Yeah. No, it was. It's it's it, it's easily doable. Like you can you could even like we could have pre-made these wraps before we got there and made like everything fine. Like I I put I, it in Tupperware. You know, meal right. prep. Yeah, something I don't normally do, but like I've been you know I've been learning how to cook uh, fairly well recently. So like, I'm yeah, I've been seeing your Instagram posts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, it's easy. Like once you figure out the spices you like, you just. Basically, you just throw everything that's good for you in, you in one little baseline. pot. Just get a baseline, and then you can start experimenting with stuff, and then you can be creative with it, and right. you get really a good satisfaction about, mm. out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and, like, anything, like, that you eat vegetarian, like, or vegan, I should say, you can just eat it raw regardless. Like, you don't have to cook it. It just tastes better. Yeah. You know, like, you can eat so, broccoli oh, raw. Yeah, you wouldn't can eat... you? <laughs> right. <laughs> When um, I was learning how to cook, which wasn't too long ago, like maybe like five years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. I went, Same about. I went to the vegan recipes a lot just because they're, like, they're creative and yeah. like they have workarounds and so many flavors and they, they just play with so many different like levels of things. And those were my favorite meals. Yeah, like being vegan, it's like so it's, it's easy because everything – as long as you like the stuff you're putting in it, you know it's just it's just based it's just based on like what the spices you put in. Yeah, and and also salt. Like salt makes everything <laughs> taste good. Like some people don't cook with salt, and uh, I find that batshit crazy. But <laughs> yeah, like vegetables are delicious. Yeah, like I grew What's your up. Vegetable. I grew up. My favorite vegetable. Um, I don't probably broccoli. Same. I love broccoli. Yep. I hated it growing up, and but you know what I learned. When I started cooking, I realized, oh, my mom was a shitty cook. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, I, that's probably why. I remember Steamed broccoli, <laughs> no seasoning whatsoever. No wonder why I fucking hated it. Yeah, it's good for you, but come on. like, There's spices that you can put on it that are good for you still yeah. that make it taste better. Turmeric. Turmeric, I'm not into. Turmeric. Turmeric or turmeric, whatever you call it, and like cumin. Mm-hmm. Things, those are things I realized like I'm just not into. I don't like them. Every yeah. time I put them in my food, I'm like, ah, this tastes gross. So I'm I'm done using them. I got some extra cumin if you want it. Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> take it. I'm not gonna use yeah, it. I use it, cumin. I just I realized I don't like it. I make uh, chili, chili dogs, which gross. obviously this is disgusting <laughs> to you, but I fucking love coney dogs. I used to love coney dogs, but I think I like them because of the onions and the mustard. Beer number two, entertainment. Uh, actually, it's kombucha number two. So <sighs> let's pour these up, Jordan. You still have to do the honors. Oh. I don't want to. All right. Now, entertainment. This is something I've been excited to talk about because I haven't been able to talk about it yet because no one else has seen it. So um, let me give you guys an official spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the end of Breaking Bad, not just the end of Breaking Bad, the show, the end of the series Breaking Bad. Uh, for all we know right now, I guess something else would come out with Better Call Saul. But yeah, Better Call Saul is going to take place after it. So Yeah, so I guess it's not, not technically the end. But uh, the end of the Walter White story. For sure. 
and probably the end of the Jesse Pinkman story. Can you imagine how boring it would be if there was a continuation after El Camino? Of, of just Jesse? Yeah, him just chilling out in Alaska. <laughs> Which, spoiler, that's where he ends up. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was it's kind of referenced in the earlier part of it. But, uh, yeah, so El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie that came out to Netflix, kind of, like, surprisingly to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I think they announced it, like, a month and a half before it came out. They announced it a year what they were going to... That they were making a movie. Right. You didn't know if it was Netflix. You didn't know... You just knew... Uh, I think Aaron Paul was tied to it. I think it was revealed yeah. like months later and then you, they got a name for it and then they said it was Netflix and then like a week later it's like, oh yeah, it's coming out in two weeks. Yeah. And um, uh, so how'd you feel about it? Every, we're going to spoil it and we're going to talk to you about it. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it and come back to this. And if you don't care about Breaking Bad, then just go ahead and listen and see if you this makes you want to watch Breaking Bad. So I have two takes on it. So the first take is I am extremely blessed to be a Breaking Bad fan. Uh, there is n- there's no dip in quality throughout anything that Vince Gilligan has put out. Agreed. Like it's just phenomenal. It's amazing how well he's able to hit mark after mark like that. Uh, the movie was great. Uh, I I liked a lot of it, but the, the biggest takeaway I think I got was it felt unnecessary. It was nice to have it, but I didn't need it. I, I can, I can uh, agree with that. I feel like it was just like more of a little treat for people to explore the world a little bit more. Mm. Kind of a little bit of a nostalgia trip almost in a way. But like that, the, the ending of that was pretty much the same how I felt at the end of Breaking Bad. But it was just more about Jesse. You didn't develop the character anymore. You just kind of like got more closure. It was like an epilogue. Yeah. Like prologues and epilogues yeah they're meant for not being necessary this is just straight up an epilogue yeah it's just like okay where well, like you could say people... like better call Saul's a prologue but it's not because there's so much to it it is there's there's yeah. new characters you're learning more about saul right or, uh jimmy mcgill mm-hmm. and like you're you're seeing this world being developed a lot more in el camino it was just okay um oh there's this character again oh i'm glad they were able to get this and then uh, there's like Skinny Pete and Badger. They get that they get their scenes, and then like Mike even had a little bit of flashback, and then even at the mm-hmm. end, like Walt got to <laughs> come back on screen. Yep, and you know just a little bit more to Basically, develop the character. But it, like I said, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, it, it's straight up an epilogue. Like yeah. it's just to give you closure to what the story was, and you know. I don't know. I I mean, it's it's still really well done. It's still, I think, an amazing like, uh, piece of work. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say it's movie quality, but like, it's just like a long episode of Breaking Bad, like just a long epilogue. It's what it is. It's an epilogue. Yeah, I mean, I can see why, uh, like, actors that they brought back in it, mm. uh, specifically uh, Meth Damon, the guy who plays Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is way bigger <laughs> than he was when he shot the uh, yeah, Breaking Bad. He was ever... at least like 30 pounds heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little like, off-putting. I, I'd really like that act. I think he plays that role really well. Oh, yeah. No, actor. phenomenal actor. Did you ever watch uh, Fargo? Uh, uh, the original one or the show? Uh, the show. The show. Not watch the show. Okay. Um, I've watched the first two seasons, mm. and both seasons are fantastic. 
and then the actor who plays uh, Todd yeah. in Breaking Bad, he plays like a, a fat butcher. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so once he put on weight, I honestly don't think he ever lost it. Yeah. But I mean, in that role... It's easier to put on weight than it is to lose it. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he's not in season one. He's in season two. He's in season two, and he does such a good job. Kirsten Dunst plays his wife, and... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, what's it, what's it, the... Who's the guy who... Um, he was he played the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. Never seen it. Okay. I think his name's like Patrick Hale. Or Swayze? Something? Oh. No. <laughs> no, he's a good looking guy though. Okay. Uh, he plays a cop and it's it's awesome. They have the guy from Burn Notice, um, Donovan yeah. something. Uh, the guy who plays the main guy in Burn Notice season season two. So, I, I watch uh, New Girl on repeat every day. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the best with actor names. I know you're not either, so I'm just going to refer to him as that I've guy seen, from Bird Notice. I've seen him in. Um, you ever seen the movie Game Night? Uh, no, no, I have not. <laughs> well, the the guy that plays Todd is in Game Night, and he's hilarious in it and creepy as fuck. <laughs> but well, it sounds like it's right up his alley. Yeah, he's no. just typecast as the creepy guy. Yeah. Is he like, a little bit pathetic too? Just a smidge? Oh, more than a smidge okay. in that movie. Okay, like, well, then. Like, it's like basically that character, but like less powerful. Well, I mean, he's a cop in it, so like, I don't. It's, it's that character. All right, just, I'll take Just it. without the, uh, without the uh, drug ties. Like, more like if that character was a cop. I think Game Night's on Netflix. I'll give it a watch. Oh, it's great. Um, Rachel McAdams should have won an Oscar for it. Oh, for real? I think so. Uh, she, was, she, she should have. I don't know. That movie should have been recognized more. Jason Bateman was in it, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Then I've, so was, I've, I have already been wanting to watch it. Yeah. No, it's good. It's it's great, <laughs> to be honest. I love it. I don't want to watch it all the time. <laughs> oh, also, uh, the guy from New Girl, the Winston from New Girl is in it, too. Oh, okay. Right on. So, you know. Winston's I've, like everyone's favorite character. Yeah. I mean, everything about New Girl I love. So, like, I'm obsessed right now. Yeah. <laughs> As I have always been. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, so El Camino. Um, you see that actor died, right? Uh, the one who played the vacuum salesman. Yep. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, he played a really good role in that. Like, he, he, he played that character pretty well, I think. Yeah, I was surprised how much screen time he got. And I'm, Honestly, I'm everyone... I he got, like, a good, like, send-off for his acting career and, like, his life, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like everyone in Breaking Bad, like, you, it's one of the shows where you can't really say like anyone no one acted poorly really no no even like I would say you remember Lydia Todd's uh, girlfriend yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you could argue that her acting is bad but I feel like that was actually her character and that's what they wanted her to act like mm. so wait Todd's girlfriend yeah Lydia him, her, him and Lydia were like together uh, at the end of Breaking the girl Bad. that they did with ricin yeah walt uh took her out with some ricin at the last episode oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah i did not i, I don't know i just did, did not remember that that was todd's girlfriend yeah she just so he even had like a ringtone for her it was like was some song that said the word lydia in it and he had a remember that snow globe con, uh collection he had in yeah, his apartment yeah. there was one of him and lydia oh okay got right? you she was always wearing blue, and right. you know she she was very uptight. And did she end up playing the? Did you ever watch Orange is the New Black? 
I watched season one. Okay. And two. I think she might have. I think it. she might have played a role in that, but I don't remember if that's the same actor from Breaking Bad. But anyways, um, yeah, the whole. It was. It was like a. I don't know. It was like a slow paced. It was. If like like I've already said, it just straight up was a slow paced epilogue. Like. Yeah, I mean, I liked. Uh, so Vince Gilligan has always called Breaking Bad a neo western, uh, and then I. I like it how they were oh. so on the nose with the shootout. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, we're going to make the biggest Western reference we can. Yeah. Yeah, no, straight up did. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great... I, I love that scene. I mean, that was the, like the peak. It wasn't like Breaking Bad level of like... Um, like a... Uh, like What do you call the apex of a plot? Like uh, the climax. climax. Yeah, it wasn't like the best climax that Sirius has ever had. Nowhere near it. Right. I mean, that's kind of like Doesn't uh, break o- episode three of a season. Oh, yeah. Ozymandias is the climax of the whole series. Right. Yeah, there's no top in that. No. But, you know, it was good. It, it, <laughs> it, like, was, it was, like, cool. But it, it was, like, that was the main conflict throughout was just going to these neo-Nazis, like, headquarters and just, like, stealing some money back. Right, and then I mean, that was like the so that was the most far fetched part of the plot, I think, because like, you know, he's in the room with a bunch of guys with guns. Yeah, well, I think um, not. The other guys weren't like, like they didn't. Well, they weren't drug dealers. They're just buddies of the two guys, right. and then they were just <laughs> the guy who was uh, took the plate of coke and was hiding behind. <laughs> yeah, that that one pillar, the one support beam. Right, that was good. It was just like cockiness overcoming. Mm-hmm. Anything like, and then you knew when he got both the guns from his parents, like that he's gonna use the other one. So, oh yeah, and it was a luger. That that's yeah. kind of like, uh, it's what do you call that? Like a red herring. You think it's gonna be like used because it stands out so much more. Right. It's just a distraction. Yeah, it's a red herring in a way. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that was. I I don't know. I really liked it. Um, I I honestly I liked that it wasn't too over the top. Like I liked how subtle it was. Yeah, because you know, if we would have got an over the top Breaking Bad movie, people would have complained about it, and I don't think anyone's really complaining about this. It's more no. like it's more like just gonna fade into existence yeah, rather than yeah, like you said, it's like an epilogue. Yeah, right. I feel like that's actually how it was written. Once you said that word, it it just clicked so well. It's like that makes so much sense. Right, and like Better Call Saul's. Well, it's not a prologue. I already said this, but like. Better Call Saul. It's like I honestly like it better than Breaking Bad. At, like it's peak right now. So far, it's on pace to being better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's gonna be hard to beat the last season of Breaking Bad because that was so great. But uh, yeah, the last season, it it was just the it just the show just got better and better and yeah. better. What a great show! Uh, and I don't I even like it. shows like that. Like I mean, I'm I'm only into I'm pretty much solely into sci-fi fantasy type shit. Yeah. And Breaking Bad, like if a show is good enough, like Breaking Bad was like the probably like the second best show I've ever seen. Leftovers <laughs> number one. Leftovers number one. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Breaking Bad's always going to be number one. Lost is always number one in my heart, but I know <laughs> that other shows are better. I I actually did you ever know that I watched Lost because of you? Oh, did you? Yeah. How'd you? Th- what'd you think of it? Um, well, I was just. When did you start watching it? Um, halfway through season two. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it live. It was the highlight of my Wednesday, 
yeah. for like the entirety of high school. Like I would always look forward to it every day. Yep, same. I would feel like every episode was too short. And when there was a two hour one, I felt like it was fucking Christmas. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> it, it was amazing. I felt the same way. I, I followed every episode. I went online. I love the, um, the questions that they brought up. They did bring a lot of insight, but I feel like they kind of cheated the audience in a way a little bit. Cause they were, they knew the, the questions that they brought up, mm. like build intrigue and excitement. And they had no plans to answer them. Yeah, I think they thought they would come to conclusions, but they just couldn't. Yeah, they they just had too many. They was just like getting caught up in their web of lies. Yeah, it was like the it was like the start of that kind of a TV show. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> like for where you like like I think I mean I I didn't see Twin. <coughs> oh God. <coughs> <coughs> I'm sick, everybody. Don't judge me. Um, uh, but it's like like they are they're. They're building these questions into the narrative. <coughs> Jordan, take over for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick has died. He is, well, in the process of dying. I am I'm taking going to over. die. <laughs> I'm going to take over the podcast. This is going to be called The Split Kombucha. I'm going to get a cough drop, so Jordan, talk. Oh, God. Oh, geez. All right, so we were talking about Lost. The season finale was widely uh, hated when it first came out i hate it as well i will be the first to admit that but it actually is not a bad finale dexter that is a bad finale but that's another story so nick you coming back Coming back all right so i went on a, uh, a little tangent there i talked about dexter did you ever watch dexter yeah, and I actually have talked about this recently um, in the podcast, how Dexter is, I don't know if it was in the podcast, but uh, I talked to it with my friend Brian, so which is in Traverse City. Um, yeah, Dexter, worst ending ever. The, the, there's probably never going to be a show to top that one. Even Game of Thrones didn't come close to getting being worse than Dexter. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones was the ending, like the more and more I think about it, it was pretty bad. <laughs> no one hates Game of Thrones more than the fans now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We deserve so much better. <laughs> we'll see what the books... Everyone bring, if they ever come so out. <laughs> Everyone deserves so much better. All the actors, uh, the, the people in production, the, the who, who who's that foreign dude who does the music? He is like top tier. He yeah. was pretty much pulling that whole season together. Right. But the writing just shit. Everyone what, hates yeah. DB Wise and like David, whatever his fucking David name ben is. David Benoff or Benoff. Yeah. Jerk off. David Jerk off. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone wants their careers to fail so fucking hard. Oh, speaking of which, Star Wars, which, you know, they're moving towards. Um, hmm. The uh, Rise of the Skywalker, the final trailer came out. Oh, I don't think I've watched it yet. Should we put it on? How much time we got? We got enough time. Is it, wait, unless it's a 15 minute trailer, it's two minutes. Um, let me just say some final notes on Lost. Um, like, yeah, they built too many questions into it. Like I was trying to say, they couldn't answer it. And this is part of the reason why The Leftovers is my favorite TV show, which I've said before. But uh, The Leftovers, have you seen The Leftovers? I have not, but Watch I, that. I, I've heard you talk about it enough. I feel like I keep up in a conversation. Um, like, it is literally a show about not knowing the answers and i feel like because it's written by the same person yeah um and it just like perfectly satisfies like 
everything even without giving you all the answers like at all and the whole time it's like you're not gonna know these it answers. like trains you to cope with not knowing i feel like it's like damon lindelof's answer to lost because of the criticism he got from Lost. which honestly in retrospect i feel is very undeserved like i was one of those people i was mm. saying a little bit ago that just like really was like this is a bullshit ending Where's my answer to every fucking question? There was a pterodactyl on that island, for God's sake. <laughs> but the show went through a lot. Yeah. I mean, they were a, a public access primetime TV show. They had to put out like 20 episodes a season, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I like, literally if we went have anything to... more than 10 on Netflix, we think it's too long. Right. I literally went to a movie theater to see them answer questions right before the series finale. And you know, I didn't. I was never dissatisfied with the ending of Lost. I think everyone thinks like, "Oh yeah, they all died." Well, no, they didn't all die. Well, like, that's not fucking how. Yeah, eventually they do. But like, everyone thinks like, "Oh, so they're dead the whole time." It's like that's not. You're missing the point. Like, <laughs> the point is these people grew and spent their most important time of their life together, and you know all the mythos that goes along with it is still real, but. There was just there's just some things that are just they they could have done better. There were so many good characters in that show. You remember Ben? Yeah, fucking Ben Linus. Ben Linus, Linus. all of them. He was fucking insane. What a great like the actor who portrayed him did such a good job. He was mm. creepy and terrifying, and he was this meek, short, small guy with glasses. Right. But he was terrifying. I was so scared of Ben. Right. The actor that played Sawyer was fucking great. Yeah. Fucking Evangeline Lilly, that's where we found her. She was great. Fucking Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox was great. Fucking guy that played Charlie, Dominic Monaghan. Mm-hmm. Fucking <laughs> Hurley. <Yeah. laughs> like, fucking Weezer named an album Hurley and put his face on it because of how much they liked Lost. Like, Lost was like the first... Of like the it was so cultural phenomenal shows because it was like right when yeah social media started coming about so everyone could watch it at the same time you know it's like Sopranos I guess could have been before that but we didn't have like Facebook and shit or MySpace or Twitter or whatnot and it was on HBO this was like the first thing to ever come to like public television yeah and now we're, we're Game of Thrones in it so like I don't know what's next I'm hoping it's Watchmen um, yeah. which is by Damon Lindelof. Okay, okay. Um, first episode just came out last Sunday. I know you didn't watch it yet, but uh, you like? did you like the movie? See, I'm one of the few people that actually really did like the movie. Before we go into the Star Wars trailer, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. And uh, I am one of the few people that also really liked the movie. Did you read the graphic novel at all? No. All right, so let's explain what Watchmen is real quick in case okay. people don't know. Um, so Watchmen, graphic novel, um, written by... Some guy, I think, named Alan or something. Alan Moore. Yeah. Um, pretty popular. I think it's DC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, the, the Watchmen is not DC. I think it's its own standalone thing. Oh, okay. But um, uh, can you explain it? I, I, I would have a hard time. So imagine Kick-Ass, but a lot more like adult themes, a lot more serious, um, a little less grounded in reality in a way because they have just because of Dr. Manhattan. There's like one actual person that has superpowers. Yeah. So imagine if Kick-Ass wasn't like kind of like this lighthearted uh, like action like comic and it was yeah, like very had serious. A dark Knight tone. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. It was it was it's darker than the Dark Knight for sure. 
Yeah. Um, the more global rather than a uh, lot of, rather than city based. Yeah, a lot of like complex like uh, themes and messages to go on throughout the whole story. It it has like really it's got dark a lot of history characters. towards it too because like the Watchmen at least from the movie I never yeah. ever read the graphic novel but like the movie like plays off the history that you don't know like with the comedian and like every everything before that yeah the the graphic novel which I have not read the whole thing okay. but they do dive in about the comedian a lot okay um I really did like the movie mm-hmm. and fun fact about the movie. The screenplay was actually written by David Hayter, and that name probably isn't familiar to you. I mean, I know Bill Hayter. Uh, it's spelled differently. It's H-A-Y-T-E-R. Okay. The reason why I know who this is is because he is the voice of Solid Snake. Oh, really? Yes. He actually... <laughs> Solid Snake from Metal Gear, Sol- Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and then 4. Those and were the Super ones. Smash Bros. Brawl and Ultimate? Uh, I don't think he did the voice <laughs> in the Smash Bros. games. Uh, they actually gave it to uh, Kiefer Sutherland in the Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, really? But there's there's good story. choice. There, there's a storyline <laughs> be behind it. Um, but yeah, he was a, a part-time screenwriter, and he loved comic books. He actually did the screenplay to the first two X-Men movies. Oh, really? Yeah. So he he the, the two good ones. Yeah, like he actually is a legitimate like good writer. Like, yeah. I, the first X-Men had a huge task. The second X-Men blew it out of the water. I think that's one of the best sequels of not just superhero movies, just mm. mo- like sequels in general. Because, you know, sequels nowadays, if you, do, you don't really have shitty sequels anymore mm. with like Marvel doing such a good job. Marvel's just perfect. And, Anything Disney touches is perfect. Yeah. Um, well, Star Wars kind of is, I wouldn't say perfect, but... I mean, I, re- kinda, I think The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars film, but we'll get into that. Rogue One is the best. Rogue One doesn't yeah, have Rogue doesn't have any best. consequences, no fallout. That's just like they just did, told a story that you know it, it didn't have a huge impact, and you already know what happens. And they improved another movie in the process. So yeah, that's why I think that one's the best. I mean, Rogue One, I do love Rogue One, but I don't know. Um, uh, so, um. So the Watchmen movie, basically, it's like these. I, it's hard for me to explain. Oh yeah, we went on a tangent. <laughs> but uh, the original Watchmen movie, directed by Zack Snyder, like it's like, I, it's been so long since I've seen it. But same, just go watch it, and uh, and then like then a mat. All right, so the, do you me, have me, to me, watch me, it for the show, or is the show just a retelling? Uh, all right. So the show is nothing. Like so. Damon Lindelof said everything that happened that Alan Moore has written is canon. Mm-hmm. Everything that this takes place in an undiscriminated amount in the future, like so no uh, Richard Nixon on his eighth term or anything. So like, like that. this, is, if you haven't seen the original Watchmen, uh, skip ahead like thirty seconds. So, um, Rorschach was obliterated. Mm-hmm. Doctor Manhattan did go away, um, and the world did come together. And now this is after it. Oh, it's a continuation. Yeah, it's like it's like after, and it's 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 it it deals with like all these themes that are going on in our current political system. Like, there's, um, I mean, it's gonna be a very minor spoiler. I'm not gonna ruin anything, but like, ah, no, I shouldn't tell you anything. Um, it's just deals with themes of like American government right now. Like, uh, what year does it take place? 
doesn't really say. And okay. it's, it's it's classic Damon Lindelof where you don't know what the fuck's going on and everything's going to be slowly pieced Are together. Are cell phones around? Yes. Okay. It's in the future. Yeah. It's All right, so like, let me tell you this one thing. So like, it kind of starts off with like this cop pulling over somebody and getting a little afraid. And so he's like radioing in. He's like, all right, yeah, um, this guy is dangerous, but you unlock my weapon. And he can't unlock his weapon until like the... The main station will unlock. Oh, okay. So you know it's like it's obviously playing on like yeah, yeah, police abuse. You know, like so shit like that. So I it doesn't really say when the future is, but you know something like that. And I don't know. I think it's going to be really good because I really trust Damon Lindelof. Unlocking <laughs> his weapon. That's one. I think that's kind of like a good idea. Just hearing that. Hmm. And two, that seems futuristic. So it seems like it's it takes place. Like, well beyond 2000. So this is, like, 50 years beyond the Watchmen comics plus. And, and I think they're going to play on the name The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. More to do with a separation between watch and men. Watch and men. What do you mean by that? So watch men. Not Watchmen. Watch. Watch men. So you did like a motion for a watch on your wrist. Yeah. So like it has to do with time? I don't know. It has to do with watches, like literal watches. Oh. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't what? know. I don't I, know what's I, going I, on. I'm, I'm so lost how the, this is going to be tied in. Like, and this is another spoiler, but at one point it starts raining slugs and they don't explain it. Oh my God. That's something like that happens in Fargo season one. It starts raining fish. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, 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 I mean, I'm sure Lindelof watches all this shit. And I'm sure he's like, like there's this big Instagram post he posted right before the premiere, which is like five different, uh, like Instagram swipes, different Instagram photos of him, like his writing. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about all this stuff and it's just written so perfectly. He's like flashing back to when he first got his Watchmen novels from with his father, then going back to where he is. Is like, it a blog post? Because he's been, uh, it's not just an Instagram post. And he's just like saying, like, they've asked him to write this like three different times and he said no every time. And then they finally asked him again. And, like he's ke- in like the final flashback, he flashbacks to like his father dying. Like, and this is his real life. And then at the end he says like, Watchmen is canon. I would never, cause he knows Alan Moore and didn't want anyone to do anything with this series. But he's like, I'm going to leave everything how it was. And I'm just going to like essentially expand upon the story. In my love, own vision. love, love, love that, 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 um, that mindset going into it. Yeah. That's it's completely so different. It's so great. That's so different than any other like superhero adaptation. No one takes like, hey, just read the uh, the, the universe already. Read the content that's already right. out there, and then you can appreciate what I'm going to add to it. Oh God, I hope I can read this all in time if I can find it. How uh, long is it? How, wait, how much? How many more minutes we got? We got like five. Five more minutes. Okay, let's scrap the Star Wars trailer then. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. All right. So this is a lot. Uh, Dear fans of Watchmen, hello there. My name is Damon Lindelof. I am a writer. I am also unscrupulous bastard currently defiling something that you love. But that's not all I am. I am a 12-year-old boy being handed the first two issues by my father. You're not ready for this, he growls with a glint in his eye. My parents have recently divorced. He has gone rogue. So there in my bed, a flashlight beam illuminating pages, pages, watching the comedian fall again and again and again. The old man was wrong. I am ready for this because this is written for me. I am 38. A man offers me the opportunity to adapt Watchmen for television. The filmed adaptation came out less than a year ago, but that doesn't matter. 
I tell him I am not interested in that interested in that perhaps he should let sleeping dogs lie with hopes that they will eventually run over be run over by a car tire bursting in their stomachs. He does not get the reference. I am watching my father haggle with a man in a wheelchair. I am fifteen years old and we are at a comic convention in New York City long before attending a comic book convention with something anything with was something anything uh, okay i can't read this I, I we were running out of time but that's pretty good um so he's he goes 38 like he's like 38 right now lost like no no uh he's like in his 40s now oh he's his 40s okay well so wait so how how old is he then all right so let me just read the end okay go which for brings it. us to this thank god to the end of this missive endings i'm great at them obviously sarcastic a wise blue man once said that nothing ever ends, but maybe he wasn't wise. Maybe he wasn't just scared and alone and that he would outlive everything and everyone he ever loved. So I hope this isn't the last time we correspond, fellow fans. After all, it's just a pilot. and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but maybe if everything else works out as I hope it does and you're willing to give me a chance, it's not the end at all. It's at the beginning with respectful hubris, Damon. I love that closer. That's great. Yeah. I mean, there's like a whole bunch of stuff you guys got to read in the middle of it. He but... cares so much about what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, he turned it down three times, like, to write this. Fear number three. How? The president grabbed me. All right. Well, uh, that was our uh, entertainment discussion. Jordan, how are you feeling about the world of politics these days? It's shit. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> it's all shit. Everything that comes out, it's just fuck. It's it's it, it's Looney Tunes, really. It's it's it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious. I mean, like, I don't know. I found politics more interesting when it was more mundane. Now it's just so ridiculous. It kind of it's just more aggravating. I feel and, like we should just move this to the entertainment section. To be yeah. honest, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just one and the same. It's just a continuation off entertainment. <laughs> I mean, Trump compares what he is going through with this impeachment. Uh, queries into or to lynching oh my god <laughs> did you see that tweet no no i've been distan- distancing myself from everything that's going on he said it's equivalent to what the democrats are doing to him that it is to lynching literally said that literally said that like lynching as in like a public lynching like someone getting whipped no lynching as in like killing black people okay like just because they're black, like hanging them and whatnot. And yeah, I can see where he's coming from. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's oh. about the same. It's one and the same. Like, like this is just so fucking bonkers that this is guy is our president. I mean, there's a lot to talk to in politics. Um, but yeah, that we should start with that. Like, I mean, he's been condemned by like you know obviously every Democrat, and then like even Mitch McConnell has said that like, that's a bad, <laughs> bad use of words. You know, which is like a lot from fucking Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is the scum of the earth. But thank you for you know, like Mi- not being completely like separated from reality. Like honestly, Donald Trump, I think, has some mental issues and like just is a product of somebody that has had everyone in their life always say yes to doing everything right because mm-hmm. he's a rich, powerful man. And Mitch McConnell is more like. Uh, a dark lord that's like slowly manipulating his way to the top like 
you know, he know. I feel like Mitch McConnell knows more of right from wrong, just chooses to do the evil, where Donald Trump doesn't really know right from wrong and just does what he wants. Mitch McConnell's more evil than Donald Trump. Donald Correct. Trump's just yeah, a powerful, dangerous idiot who... So what happens when we put idiots in... Pro- I- idiots with, pr- like, probably severe mental problems in, pro- in, in power. Yeah, I mean, the dude's got, like... Serious issues. He's probably got some sort of dementia. Well, that's almost without a doubt. He's got some form of dementia. Never done alcohol. Okay, I mean, I believe that, but he, I mean, he well, definitely he pop- is always on like some some form of Adderall. So you know, he like pops Sudafed all the time. Does he? Yeah, like, uh, what? It's like cold medicine. Yeah, right? I, I took one today. Yeah. <laughs> so he because I have a cold, not because he, I'm a fucking Donald he, Trump. He's got a different un, uh, non-U.S. regulated version. Oh, okay. Um, Which is probably just like meth Adderall. <laughs> it's always been like rumored, but it was like confirmed. <coughs> uh, do you remember when he was running for president? There's a picture of him in front of a taco bowl. And he's like, I love Mexicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? In the drawer behind him, it was filled to the top with Sudafed. I believe it's Sudafed. If you want to pull up the image, the taco bowl image, you can look in the background. Because it's an iconic photo. Dude, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I listen to a bunch of podcasts about this all the time. They always talk about how, like, he always had doctors that would give him, like, you know, weight loss pills. And, like, class mm-hmm. back in the day, weight loss pills were just, like, if you ever seen the movie Requiem for a Dream, like, they'd just give him that old lady straight up, like, Adderall type shit. Yeah, they just give him amphetamines. I mean, that's why he gets all this energy. I mean, the dude is 70 years, 71 years old. How is he not dead? He's just taking all these drugs. I have, He's eating I have a horrible no idea. diet. It's probably the alcohol. The fact that he just doesn't drink alcohol. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to find this because I don't want to. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Um, uh, but but yeah, yeah, this is the leader of the free world. Yeah. Hopefully not for long, but who yeah, knows. Well, I mean, wait. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to stay in office somehow. He's going to cause a nuclear war because he's fighting for his life. I mean, his freedom. Cause, yeah, because after he gets... Out of office, he's going to be indicted for other things. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he be? He needs, we need to impeach this guy and remove him, but we're not going to be able to remove him, but we can impeach him. Yeah, I mean, at least you're seeing Republicans turn on him now, where it's yeah. not this like tribal mindset where they're just like wrapping their arms around each other just for the sake of being on the, uh, the Republican side. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. But now there's like, what ha- it happened today? There is a close subpoena hearing, or not subpoena hearing, impeachment hearing. Uh huh. And then Republicans they- in the House like broke into it and started like recording it, which is like probably against the law and yeah. definitely unethical and honestly crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't look too much into it. I just saw the headline before I came over here. Right, I saw it like right before we started. Uh, uh, recording, I was like, "Well, I can't. I don't have time to read this." Yeah, like I know that uh, they've been making a a big deal about like how these impeachment hearings have been like under closed doors because they don't want uh, Trump to get ahead of the story by like you know slandering everything the way he does, you know, like making everything about something else. You know, I think that's probably why he set these lynching comments so it would take away from the impeaching thing because like that's like his been his strategy all along whatever something's going bad for him he just does something ridiculous i mean pulling out uh the troops i mean that's definitely seems to be motivated uh because Mm -hmm. the impeachment like the impeachment starts happening and then 
he just suddenly pulls troops out. Yeah. I mean, Trump's going to do what Trump's going to do for as long as Trump is in office. Like, there is no controlling this guy. Like, there's that's the reason every, there's been so much tur- turnaround all over the fucking uh, government. Like, in terms of things he can, uh, you know, like, like people he can anoint to positions. You know, like, he's about to anoint or already has. I don't know. I was just watching this on John Oliver. Like, the head of weather security is going to be someone who wants weather security weather not the like the weather authority where it's like gives notifications out to like you if you have um uh, like a hurricane or a tornado coming towards you yeah and he's gonna annoy someone that's ahead of accuweather instead of like you know just some impartial person <laughs> and like there is literally a video of this guy saying like we saved these two trains from uh running into a tornado because they paid for our services but, you know, unfortunately, it went to that town next to them and uh, killed, like, 12 people. <laughs> Which is fucked up because that town doesn't pay for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, what the fuck? It should be, like, a like that should just be, like, a public right to know yeah. what the weather is going to be. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> and it needs to be, especially with our fucking crazy-ass climate we got going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, the future is bleak unless we can elect a different president. And if we can get Donald Trump to step down, that's a whole nother topic. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's go Democrats. <laughs> let's go anybody, anybody except Biden. Even Biden. Even Biden. Even though he's been losing foothold and I don't think he's going to uh, survive. Everything he says, he loses numbers in the polls. So like, I, I really don't think... But, you know, establishment politics are establishment politics, and there's still um, the superdelegates in the the race. No one's been talking about that. Um, They could just all throw their weight behind Biden, and he could win. He could win the primaries just because of superdelegates. Yeah, but wouldn't that be, like, cataclysmic? 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 Yes. Sorry. uh, Too much kombucha. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we got a whole nother bottle, dude. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, so politics, I think we do two drinks. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. You know, I'm game. All I'm, right. Uh, uh, so it could happen. I mean, they did the same. They did the thing for Hillary. Oh, did they, 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 wait. Hold no, on. they didn't. The super delegates. They were showing the super delegate numbers before, like even the first primary hit. So, like the super delegates all went for Hillary. I don't wait. I don't explain to me super delegates. Okay, super delegates is this bullshit system that the Democratic Party has, and it's supposed to be. It was uh, brought in to be like a fail safe to keep someone crazy like Trump ever to get in office. Do the Republicans not have that? No, no, just the Democrats. So it's it's uh, members of Congress of the Democratic Party get um of a say. You know how like uh, you get. like they have like points for yeah. like like how many like like essentially to the like similar to the electoral college yeah so the super delegates they account for 10% of all the votes uh, throughout the whole country and they're members of congress and they can vote for who they think they want and they pledge who they're going to vote for before the primaries even happen so Every poll that showed Bernie versus Hillary, her numbers were skewed way out of proportion, even when they were neck and neck at the beginning of it. Okay. So a lot of people who see two people running for office and one of them has much higher poll numbers, they're going to go for the person who 
You know, I don't want to vote for someone who's going to lose. I don't want to throw away my vote. So you like that's first past your first past the post for you, uh, where it's always going to be like I want to vote for who I think is going to win, and like I may approve of both of them, but I want to go place my vote for someone who's going to win. Yeah. So it like skews a lot of the, at least in the last election, it skewed it a lot in terms of perception. But who who knows? Because like they could just do the same thing for Biden. Just because it's establishment, like politics, and it's establishment Democrats, and they are neoliberal pieces of shit, and right. they're like just as bad as Republicans are. I feel like there's like three candidates that come out of the primaries, and you know I would throw a fourth one out there for like Yang Gang. I no, I I I honestly I think Andrew Yang's fucking completely way off with all of his shit i would not vote for him but uh i i mean i like i, UBI. I like him being in there because he is just like bernie was last year he single-handedly is bringing up topics that are not being discussed that are very important right but his ubi philosophy is just so fucking flawed like especially it when seems he, flawed doesn't it and his slogan is the word math it just like, like his, it's his his, makes mathematically sense it's supposed to be his MAGA is supposed to be like math. Like, <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I wouldn't uh, allude it to MAGA, but. Well, no, he said like it's supposed to be like make America think. But like. Oh, man. But like that's not how you make a. Uh, think, make America <laughs> think ahead. No, no. Oh, is that what it is? I, thought I don't know. I, I, thought it, I, I really think it's just make America think. And he's just using the T and the H <laughs> for like, what do they call that? Like a. Um, anagram honestly, or something if, if he, yeah if it, if it isn't make america think ahead because actually well that would be I, that would be i don't know up. if that's it <laughs> matta america think ahead matt matta matta ahead starts with an oh H. fuck or, make or america H, th- a. <laughs> think ahead <laughs> yeah you should okay, be make you're america right. think harder or something oh yeah that's good <laughs> but i think it's just Make America think, and then th. Okay, yeah. I, which I is, see what which you is mean. stupid as fuck. It also, is. the whole UBI system is a great. I think I think it's a th- something we're gonna have to uh, do eventually. Yeah, but not the way that he's proposing it, where you have to take away, where you get to choose between like um, any kind of social welfare program if you're already on it, yeah. or getting the UBI. Like you just you're just gonna de- increase the wage from like the like the people that are going to like because it's for every american citizen so that you're going to give billionaires an extra $1000 everyone lower than that lower than that like everyone like they're just going to like oh invest that well, and billion- get richer billionaires is such a small amount right i mean it doesn't so, mean shit to them but they're just basically throwing that into uh you know paying off taxes or anything like you know it doesn't mean anything to them where it does mean stuff to uh poorer people yeah, what what, which, what what is really going to help is the middle class but it's going to hurt the people that are in, in the the lowest of lows because they're going to because because they have to choose between like that or like getting like uh food stamps or welfare like you know that's i think that, i'm pretty sure that's built into the policy yeah and the thing is it's a very complex issue and the fact that we're talking about it like sooner better than later mm-hmm. is just going to help it you can Im- improve it on it maybe start something implemented i mean it's not something that's immediate that needs right. to be addressed like like healthcare. Healthcare is a crisis situation right now. Right. So we need to have action on that quick. Right. Um, so we need a plan, a policy that's implemented that does something very positive very quickly. For universal basic income, you can start doing it small amounts. Maybe it's twenty bucks a month. Yeah. Right? Maybe maybe we can like um uh, 
not give rich people it and only give people that aren't rich it. Yeah, if you're in a certain tax bracket, you're exempt from it. Right, but like that's not his plan, and I don't no. understand. I don't understand no. that. No, part I, of it. I, I, I'm 100% agreeance. I, I do like Andrew Yang. I even gave mm. him uh, a dollar. A Did dollar? I gave him a dollar. I wanted to see him in the well, base. He's gonna give you twelve hundred a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I don't like him that much. I won't give him back what he's planning to give me. But uh, the fact that he's in there, I like that he's getting attention. I like that he's doing well in the debates. Um, yeah. I mean, it's honestly like who who are the top? Like Biden, Bernie, Warren. And is Yang actually number four now, or is is it, is it still like Kamala? Kamala seems to have fallen off the map. I think maybe Buttigieg. Well, if, in oh, Iowa, he... Buttigieg is like I think might be higher. Buttigieg is higher than Bernie in Iowa. Um, That's good for him. That's really good. Iowa being the the first state. Yeah. No, Buttigieg is like I think who like uh, like if Biden starts slipping like he has been, mm-hmm. like I think that's who like the uh, corporate. Um, Democrats are going to start putting their money behind because they're terrified of Bernie and Warren. You know, obviously, I've, yeah. I've I have not full, I've I've been on the Warren train, but I've I've been faltering towards Bernie of late. I don't know. I like I I've, honestly both of them. That's who I want. Any I've, I've been liking Warren more and more. Yeah. I've been like I like I I still like Bernie the same as I always have. Mm. But like the more Warren talks, the more I like. Right. And I feel like the American public will feel that same way. Same with Bernie. Right. Uh, I feel like there's also... It's basically those two is like basically where we're putting our flags on. For sure. For sure. Um, it's mainstream media, though, that is really getting me concerned. Because there's polls that they post without either of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? They, they're the leading candidates. Well, dude, why like... would you intentionally exclude? There was a whistleblower that came out today about... A Florida poll purposely, intentionally deciding to leave Bernie out of the poll. Yeah, dude, there's like a Reddit thread about like Bernie being out of like the media. And like uh, my brother Dylan has like alerted me to this. And I've noticed it like even in the podcast I listen to, like only like the super like low key podcast that's do about politics. Like they'll talk about Bernie, and they they they, they literally talked about this, like how Bernie's like kind of being blacked out of the media. It's, it was way worse last election, mm. but. Like it's it honestly it actually might be worse this time around. No, I think it's definitely worse this time around because it's just so blatant. Because mm. now he has a name recognition. Before you could write it off, right? But he was like last election, he had the biggest numbers out of any candidate who was running for right. office. He just held the biggest rally. He just got AOC and Ilan Omar to uh, endorse him, which is fucking huge. Yeah. And you know, like I mean, I really like AOC, and that it's, makes it's me. Funny it makes, it, it makes me try to switch towards Bernie. Like his I mean, endorsement I, of her is what got her elected, and it kind of is amazing yeah. that she has grown to the person she is today and the the following that she has, and now she can return it. Right. It, it was like an investment almost. But like, honestly, if these two just combined, yeah, and I don't know how you do that realistically. But if they did, then no, they have it, this on it, It's It's called uh, intercourse. Yeah. They just get, <laughs> they just get married. <laughs> no, like Bernie and his uh, wife, Jane, have a, a pretty lovely relationship. He's got a good family. But, you know, some, but so, like, some what sort if of I, like clone between the two of them. They would be kind of scary looking. But like, Is there a way to run as a, a duo? 
Yeah, like your vice president. Like who's like gonna like co-president? Co-president. Can you do that though? Can you no, do that? I don't think so. Like who do you put? Then whose name do you put on the ballot? You, I don't even merge them. Because like, like honestly, if they were to combine forces, they're unbeatable. Same with Warren. Throw Warren in there. Throw That's what I'm saying. Like Bernie and Warren. Like yeah. that's what I say. Like they combine forces, they're unbeatable. How do you beat them? Whoever. Like I don't know if I like the idea of Warren being a running mate or Bernie being a running mate, but that's how you would combine the forces. Whoever got the most votes at the end, like the other one should just, you know, throw their right, weight behind them. Right, but you need them to beat, and... the, beat them in the primaries. Like, there's no rule against yeah. declaring a fucking vice president right now. Like, you know, Bernie declares Warren vice president, Warren declares Bernie vice president. Like, there's no rule against that. One of them drops out and the other one just, like... Well, then like, if they really want to change the country, then there's fucking someone take, take they, the fall and do it. That would be a terrible, terrible move if they were to do that right now because it splits their votes because you only get one vote. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, let's say, let's say, like, have Bernie drop out and be... Vi- and just say oh, that he's drop going out. To, okay. Yeah. And then, like, all Bernie supporters go to Warren. That's... That's way more than you need to win the primary. Bernie doesn't have much pride because he um, he's very selfless. Then like fucking what he do thinks. it, Bernie. <laughs> so I think Bernie's more likely to do it, but he's put in more work towards this than Warren has. Yeah, I mean, then fucking do it, Warren. It doesn't matter. One of you guys do it. If you guys yeah. care about this country and, like, j- you don't want to be, like, like that like you know like you can just make a deal where like all right i'm gonna resign within two years of president and then i'm gonna then you just make (laughs) this is this is the time when they can say their thoughts and like you know speak their mind and spread ideas uh like warren and bernie aren't a hundred percent and like in line with what they're saying i like that there's a slight difference so you can look at it from different ways and i think that's more beneficial for their message overall. So maybe later on, maybe later on when you start seeing some tangible numbers on this, when you actually see elections come yeah. come through. Like I like how I like how Bernie is being honest about how he's going to pay for healthcare. Um, I don't really know what Warren's plan is, though she has said that she's going to come out in the next couple of weeks with how to pay for it. Um, I love how Warren is like straight up about to. Are straight up down to get rid of the filibuster, and Bernie has some like weird regulations on how to get rid of it. Um, it's because he used it before. Yeah, it's an awful thing, but like it's been like, um, what do you call it? Um, glamorized through movies. What was that? Mr. Smith goes to Washington or something. I never have seen that movie. Are you kidding me? No, it's, but it's a famous movie. It's a very Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Bean goes to Washington. I feel like I feel like Mr. Bean could probably run for office. I'd vote for him. Yeah, probably. I mean, he would I feel like Joe Biden's president. about two years away from being Mr. Bean. <laughs> no, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> he's he's already Mr. Magoo. Yeah. He actually looks like Mr. Magoo if you think about it. Dude, I don't know. Joe Biden, I don't I I don't really understand how he's in this race. I don't feel like any of his policies are that great. I mean, they're better than Trump's, obviously, but um uh we gotta pause. Yeah, so you know, it's a very complicated process and you know, how do you feel about Buttigieg or any of the other moderates? 
Um, Do you think anyone has a chance besides the big three and then Yang? Him? I'm I'm starting to like Beto less and less. Mm-hmm. I th- I feel like I'm starting to like him more and more. Not like not really that I would ever vote for him, but I just like his charisma. He he's very charismatic, and I I I want him to run for fucking Senate in Texas because he would again, fucking win that. Uh, yeah, just run again, dude. You you would have such a bigger impact, and you just yeah. There's no. Okay, there's very few people who like look like if Trump might might be a more desirable option to the general public. To me, Trump is the worst choice. Yeah, um, but, no, a terrible choice. But like Beto, for a lot of people, people don't know him. He doesn't have name recognition, and he's not strong enough on certain stances to like really build a movement. I mean, the worst enemy of the Democrats is apathy. People who don't go to the polls. I mean, millennials are overwhelmingly democratic, mm. and they overwhelmingly have the uh, majority, population-wise, speaking like against like baby boomers and like like the older generations. It's just they don't vote. You need to have yeah. enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. And, you know, I think like I think Beto would like if he let's say he miraculously won the primary. Yeah, I think he I think he would wipe the floor with Trump. To be honest, really. Yeah, I mean he's very he's a very good speaker and like great speaker and the the fact sexy you know like he, I yeah I agree he is he is quite attractive he, he's from like I, I feel like he would have a good chance of winning Texas like I, honestly I we've only seen Hillary Clinton debate against Trump in the general election and I think anyone would have done better than Hillary which also we should get to like let's talk about this for a second actually there's been rumors that Hillary's about to join the race. Fuck off. Really? I swear to God, there has been. Okay. First of all, fuck off. Second of all, no way. No way. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, because, like, Biden's been slipping and they don't have, like, a central candidate because oh, the no. DNC does not think that Buttigieg no. is a realistic option. No, the fucking establishment. Yeah. You know what? You know what I say? I say round two, baby. <laughs> I say round two. As he pours his kombucha into a feel the burn mug. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I had this in one of my uh, my bags here, and I was like, you know what? This is perfect. Why did I not drink out of this the whole time? But I would fucking welcome that. I would welcome it because I would love to watch her fail a second time. <laughs> I mean, I voted for her. Yeah, me yeah. too. It's a super bummer that she lost. Yeah, it sucks. But. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. The worst loss. Worst Unless you're joining the loss. race to try to take away from Biden supporters. Because I don't think Hillary is going to take away from Warren's or Bernie's. So it actually might be a good idea for what we want. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, that that logic applied. Thinking of it in that light. Totally. Totally agree. I say bring it fucking on. Bring it on, Hillary. Let's see what you got. You see what she said about Gabbard? Tulsi? Yeah. Um, no, what did, I haven't even seen anything Clint said since 2016. So she was on a podcast, like a, a brand new podcast, like the people, I don't, I don't know, I don't even know how they landed Hillary, but, uh, she was talking about how she said, she said something like along the lines of, yeah, Russia's already grooming their next third party candidate who is a female running from, for the democratic party that I uh, might run third party. And then like, you see, you see Tel- Tulsa Gabbard's t- tweets, uh, Responding to that because they were very fucking very no yeah they were it was, like Tulsi was like oh my god oh my god I should try to pull this up for a second can you uh yeah pull talk them up for a second because I like the the 
the accusation of being a Russian uh, plant into the election is very sensational. Uh, I, I mean, like, uh, what was her name? The Green Party candidate? Uh, the doctor? Uh, what was her name? Jill Stein. Yeah, yeah. Now, she actually is... Like, there's evidence to show that she could have been a very active Russian plant. Wait, what did you say? Jill Stein was like a Russian plant. Really? Yeah. She's got very strong ties uh, to like a number of like Russian ambassadors. And there's like unaccounted for money that was going into her campaign. And the f- like the, they just kept her going throughout and the, to take votes away from Clinton. Okay. Um, uh, I found the tweet. Um, I, Tulsi Gabbard tweeted this after the response to Hillary Clinton essentially calling her a Russian, mm-hmm. uh, like Rush, Russia's favorite person to like spoil the party. Great. Thank you, Hillary Clinton. You are the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long have finally come out from behind the curtain. From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it and why. Now we know. It was always you. Through your proxies and your powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine. Afraid of the threat I pose, it's now clear that the primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. Damn. Wild-ass thing to tweet from a presidential candidate. Yeah. So, like, Tulsi's probably heard some stuff about Hillary wanting to join back in. Yeah. Throw her weight into the ring. Um, uh... I don't think Tulsi's a good candidate for president. Like I, no, I like some no. of her. I like her anti-war ideas, which like Trump has a lot of those ideas, and there's per- certain parts of Trump's things like that that I agree with. Maybe not pulling out of something that we caused, but like you know, maybe not getting into stuff. You know, like I can support, but uh, uh, uh yeah, that sounds like a direct threat against Hillary yeah. and uh, something that would be fucking fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean. Uh, like this whole, yeah. this whole, everything is crazy. I don't know if it's just because I'm just plugged in now to po- politics, or if it's always been like this. But I, I just can't imagine that it's no, always. Been it's like never this. been like this. I remember even like 2016, like 2015 ish, early 2015 ish is when I started like tuning into politics, and then people were just talking about, "Whoa, my God, this is tuning up way more." And I was like, "Oh my God," I was super into it, and and now it's just such a ridiculous level. You're like wanting to tune out. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that and totally this, this battle, <laughs> I, I mean, there's so <laughs> many narratives. I love narratives. Like in sports and po- I mean, politics is pretty much a sport now, especially how they yeah, do, yeah, how they do news. Uh, but like Tulsi Gabbard is such anti-industrial, like what is What is the word for it? Uh, the industrial military complex. Yeah. 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 Like that's essentially running the fucking world, and Hillary's like the biggest cog in that, right. and like Trump's a huge cog in that too. But like Tulsi is the anti-cog to the industrial complex. Mm. So it's it's awesome to see that square up. It's just like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, I bet you hate that Tulsi. Oh, <laughs> Hillary, what's your response gonna be? You gonna join the race? Oh, let's see how this plays I out. Mean, I don't know, like. Th- like crazy shit happens every day in this fucking 24 hour news cycle. So like, I honestly, nothing could surprise me at this point. Yeah. Well, 
I guess uh, that wraps it up. Yeah, uh, Jordan, thanks for being on. Always happy. Always um, a pleasure. <laughs> where can we find you, follow you, and is there anything you want to promote? Um, find me online, Jorvid, Jorvid1. Uh, hit me up on Steam. I'm down to game anytime. Um, I'm going to plug a podcast, actually. All right, let's plug it. Uh, one of my very good friends, uh, Zach Main, that does a podcast called Stripe Sweater Podcast. It is about SpongeBob, and they review every episode of SpongeBob. That's a great name for a podcast about it, SpongeBob. The best time to listen is all the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, Jordan, thanks for being on. Everybody, you can follow me at Nick Wagella on Instagram and Twitter. Find us on Facebook at Split Six Media, though none of you ever have. But um, uh, thank you for splitting six with us. And remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. We'll be back next week, hopefully, but I'm pretty sure we will. Love you all. Mm-hmm.